Hi, my name is Chris Polod. I'm a pediatrician at an academic institution. And I happen to be a Bible nerd, a child of divorce, and soon to be author. I created Little Pieces Club Ministries around the idea that when our hearts break, God can still make works of art from the broken pieces. I run small groups for children and teens and consult with and support parents. I also give lectures and seminars upon request. Our content centers around the science of adversity, abuse, and neglect, that is ACE science, and how biblical design patterns harmonize with it. Along the way, I discovered that Jesus' story, wrapped in the design patterns of the Good Shepherd and the Tree of Life, help us process, grieve, forgive, and reintegrate our souls after trauma. And this helps us grow strong in solitude and community, leading us to love God, self, and others, which is what the greatest commandments or greatest blessings are all about. This podcast is geared to help parents understand their children's point of view and to be a good shepherd and tree of life through the hard times. You can follow the ministry on social media in several different areas. Uh, on Instagram, we are at LPC Ministries. On Twitter, we are at Club Pieces. And on TikTok, we are at Little Pieces Club. In the YouTube video of this podcast, you will see QR codes for our Facebook group and our YouTube content. I love getting questions and comments. So now let's get into this week's episode. Our at-home format for small groups, for those of you um, trying to support small groups, um, starts with a fun and relaxing 15 to 20 minutes. Next time is followed by a snack or basically a meal time uh, where we go over prayers in a style that is very much like uh, examine of conscience. And then we go into the video lesson part of the application uh, following, uh, followed by a prayer to close the video and a fun and relaxing activity again for 15 to 20 minutes. So right now we're just looking at a slide uh, as I'm going through the presentation that reminds us to do something fun for 15 to 20 minutes. Hopefully it does not involve a screen, although if you are having um, good fun, good clean fun with someone else, uh, the screen time is okay. And then just remember to set a timer so you come back. A little bit of wisdom about why we set up small groups this way is we are actually trying to demonstrate the concept of Sabbath keeping. And we'll get more and more into that as we go, but it is a time um, to regularly set aside work, and that can mean a variety of different things, to simply rest and delight in the gifts that God has given us. So now we're welcoming people back from their fun time, and you will need journals, prayer template, um, and then um, uh, go ahead and continue with the next um, activity. So now we're going into snack and prayer time or journaling, depending upon uh, the age group. Uh, the older kids, I tend to encourage them to keep a journal uh, while we have activity sheets for the kids. So what you're looking at on the screen is our prayer template where we look over the, the week and we just ask kids to connect with the time that they have uh, felt uh, joyful and happy. Um, they have had a good amount of fun uh, and then invited them to bring forward their um, 
negative emotions like disgust, anger, sadness, and fear. And when we go through those, we also want to ask, did God feel close or did he feel far at those particular times? And this is reflective of a very ancient process called examine of conscience. And what it does is it just helps reintegrate our souls. When we get a little far from God, um, we can realize that that's okay, and we just simply invite him to come back. So if those of you are leading a small group session and you um, are doing this, that's the basic idea. And what we always want to do is present ourselves as very warm and welcoming, no matter what kids are feeling at a, a given time. And they may even try to provoke anger out of us. And so we just want to be aware and ready uh, to respond with patience and kindness. We are now moving on to Ask Me and Ask Each Other, which is uh, our time in small group where the kids uh, can ask any question of the small group leader about growing up in a divorced family. And this is the time uh, that's very valuable in your um, ability to write down things specifically to pray for for each kid and also send me questions that I can then put out in um, future content that uh, helps everyone know um, how to answer uh, questions like that. So after this week's Ask Me and Ask Each Other, uh, the more specific question uh, to ask the group is, uh, what is your favorite children's book? And this is just uh, to kind of get them thinking, uh, maybe a little bit even nostalgically, um, as uh, you move forward. Now, looking at our um, title slide, uh, this is part seven of our Public Christian Journey, episode 33. And what is a win to someone else? And the basic habit here is listen to understand first, or deep listening. And we've been in a fairly long series, um, and I just wanted to remind everybody with this slide that um, we have this private Christian journey that we went on prior to uh, the current series, and this all maps onto the idea of our tree of life, where the private Christian journey is the root uh, that we uh, handle in solitude with God and that we are working on the community, trunk, branches, flowers, and fruit. Um, this is habits that influence or that express um, working with others. And so um, we've talked about um, different aspects of this, but what we're focusing on today is listening for understanding, reassuring people, and then balancing our own um, ideas uh, with someone else's. And this is going to take us two weeks. But what we're um, trying not to lose sight of is this Ezer Konegdo concept. And that is where two people come together to uh, make or to make each other stronger than each can be made on their own. So remember when we say the public Christian journey, that we have this tree metaphor 
running in the background that's divided between solitude and community. And that is the um, basic uh, design pattern that we feel helps kids um, create resilience, build resilience, and serve others in the process, which is that uh, this word we, we call uh, integration. And uh, we'll move on now to our elephant assessment test. As we move into the uh, elephant assessment test, I have been slowly working us into thinking about the spectrum of answers to be from the sheep side to the full shepherd side. So that's now appearing in the um, uh, in in the uh, slide. So I know what other people really want. And then on the disintegrated side, and when I say disintegrated, it means um, the ability to connect with others is limited. And so in this case, uh, the answer to the question is, what do you mean um, other people want things? And then in the middle of the spectrum, uh, I sometimes know what they need. And then on the integrated or um, full good shepherd side, I frequently know to listen and understand uh, and tune into what others want. And again, this is not a judgment slide. It's just people to gain some awareness of where they are. And it's even a moment for us if we're kind of leading children through this um, uh, through this idea to remind them that everybody is in a different stage of development. So we are reviewing next in this slide our win-win-win diagram, remembering that um, so for someone else, they get a win or a lose in an interaction, and then we get a win or a lose in an interaction. But since God is part of the picture, um, he will um, gain a win when both of us win. Now, that also means that we are doing something loyal to God. So in other words, if both of us um, conspire to steal something, uh, God is unhappy, even though that we are happy. So there is that. Uh, I just did not include that on the slide here. So the big question, though, as we move forward from the win-win-win diagram is, what is a win for someone else? And so how do we figure that out? And so that's the big question that we're going to go through over the next few slides. So here in this next slide, we're looking at a friend of ours, and we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. So we ask, what do you want to play? Do you want to play some type of a game or that kind of thing? Well, she replies, I like volleyball. But then you reply back, well, what about soccer? And then she says, no thanks. So that puts us in a little bit of a bind where someone else wants to do something that we don't want to do. So when your friend doesn't want to play what you want to play or something that you are really looking forward to, how does that make you feel? And I put a couple of emoticons up on the slide. So angry, sad, or disgusted um, is how, you know, the first things that come to our mind um, because they're our feelings. 
But the question is, what is she feeling? And so when we look at this and say, what is she feeling? We have to figure out how we um, decide what that is. So when we are um, challenged with figuring out how someone else is feeling, we have uh, a couple of things or a couple of ways that we can uh, figure that out. And the first is to guess. Um, it could be that she doesn't know how to play. Um, and it could be that she really hates soccer or that she hurt her knee in a way that she can only play volleyball and not soccer. And then also she's maybe saying she doesn't want to disappoint you. She knows how good you are with soccer, but um, she's not and doesn't want to be embarrassed. So these are all guesses. So the next question is, what might happen if we guess wrong? Okay, so your friend might actually feel angry, sad, or disgusted that you guessed wrong about what it is that they like. So anytime that we are guessing about what someone is thinking, we can call this mind reading. And it's really not a good thing. Um, sometimes when you're really on the same page with someone and you can see and read their behavior, um, you know, that that's okay. But the question that we need to ask ourselves is, is there a better way to find out what people are thinking? And maybe this is maybe too obvious of a question, but the answer is very simple. We can ask. We can try to understand what's going on uh, inside of our friends' heads when these things happen. So we're looking at what is a win for her. And so when we're looking for a scriptural anchor to this, we can look to Philippians 2 verse 4. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. And so we can just hear in the background our our verse that we always think about, which is the greatest commandments, where we love God and others as ourselves. We also see in Proverbs 18, very similar uh, concerns. So unfriendly people care only about themselves. They lash out at common sense. Fools have no interest in understanding. They only want to air their own opinions. And then spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. So again, in Proverbs, we have this idea of foolishness. And then that is, um, the foolishness is compared to being wise. So it's just a fairly simple and straightforward scriptural um, anchor today. So now we're going to get into our activities so for both the teen and child groups, um, we're doing kind of a role play activity. So we have some following situations and what we're encouraging the kids to do is to act what a fool would do and then act out what a wise person would do so they can see the contrast and really encourage the kids to have fun being the fool. Um, this can actually be quite the funny um, activity. So first, your best friend suddenly stops talking to you. 
You see them at school, but they don't even look at you. So then what do you do in that situation? Uh, if you're foolish or if you're being wise. So do the foolish thing first and really think through it. And next is someone at school tells you that your best friend was making fun of you behind your back. What is the foolish thing to do? And what is the wise thing to do? And for this one, it's uh, very good to point out they maybe need to double check that their friend actually said something or wasn't taken out of context, as opposed to just uh, you know believing the person who's trying to come up with some drama. So next, C, you are at the mall with your parent and a kid you don't even know points at you and laughs at you. So then what is the foolish thing to do and what is the wise thing to do? And the why uh, contained within the wise thing to do would be to just go over to the kid and say, hey, what what's so funny or something like that in a non-threatening way. Um, because one of the things might even be that the kid was pointing at you, but had seen something behind you that was that you had nothing to do with. Um, and then come up with a foolish way to kind of uh, handle the situation. And then finally, your neighbor and good friend Billy accuses you of stealing his bike. And of course, in this scenario, you did not steal anything. So then uh, again, what's the foolish way to um, respond to this situation? And what is the wise way to respond to this situation? So the next slide is just looking at the activity sheet for the day and uh, what it does um, for the kids, uh, for the five through 12 year olds is takes the same scenarios, A, B, C, and D, and then it um, gives them some choices uh, on the right side of the sheet that they can then use to fill in um, their, uh, their grid um, to uh, help them uh, with their imaginations. But uh, you can just talk with them about it and you might even be surprised at how many good things they can come up with on their own. And then just as a side note, of course, the elephant assessment test is going to be on top of that, um, the activity sheet as well. So the next thing uh, you can do if there's time is uh, a community fun activity. And that is playing 20 questions or kind of a version of the game Pictionary where someone uh, has an idea and they're trying to draw it out. So have the person with the answer or the one who's drawing the picture note when someone guesses correctly, the feeling of being understood. And so um, that's uh, really the, the thing to uh, monitor here is, um, or uh, that's really the idea that we're trying to get across is that part of figuring out what a win for another person is, is giving them the gift of understanding. And so um, uh, taking a moment to talk about how that feels um, is very good. Stephen Covey would talk about um, that feeling being psychological air. And that means like if people are upset, if they're angry or something is, is wrong, 
that giving them the feeling of being understood is very healing for the relationship. So you might not even agree with what someone else is uh, doing or saying, um, <clears throat> but giving them that feeling of being understood and that still having some form of positive regard for them um, is super, super important. So our Lectio Divina verse this week is the Philippians verse. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also the interests of others. So then we get to ask after the first reading, we can reflect on words or a phrase that really pops out at us. And so for the sake of doing the uh, podcast, we're going to go with um, also to the interests of others. And so we're going to, I'm going to go ahead and read that again. And then we're going to talk about how we would respond to this, but we'll focus on that uh, last phrase uh, for today. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. So how are we going to respond to this? And I see this reflecting again, those greatest blessings, and that is um, loving God and loving neighbors as ourselves. So that as is very important. You often hear um, that we're supposed to put people above ourselves and um, but that scripturally is not exactly the case so we want to make sure that we are loving others as ourselves so also to the interests of others uh, reflects that balance that's there in the greatest blessings so then we can look for opportunities this week where we can love others just like we have high regard for ourselves so we'll do the last read through in the rest phase which is um, feeling fairly satisfied that we had a, uh, um, a verse from Scripture that spoke into our hearts and that we can kind of rest with God for a moment in uh, the fact that he gave us such an amazing word uh, to meditate on. So finally, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. And so for this week's um, Pray to, to Close Us, I again say thank you for spending time with this podcast. Um, uh, remember, it is uh, to help either individual parents um, guide and shepherd their children or for small group leaders who are doing uh, Little Pieces Club small groups. Um, so I just uh, I, I, I pray a, a thanks to God for you guys uh, for the work that you're doing. And uh, please feel free to reach out and uh, email me any questions that you might be having. So dear Heavenly Father, bless our public Christian journey. Help us take another step in loving others. Place in our hearts the desire to find wins for other people. And in this way, we seek out to live the greatest blessings and play a part in expanding your kingdom. Father, we're learning the, the concept of submission in the word ana, the Hebrew word ana. And this is to submit your, uh, yourself to another as if conquered, as in war. And this means that we do deep, uh, changing listening to them so that people feel heard and feel loved. And re we remind ourselves that we don't always have to agree, but it is loving others to understand where they're coming from. So help um, 
build the wisdom and patience and kindness in our heart that allows us to do this deep listening. We love you, Abba, and we try to listen to all of the things you give us so that we can give that to others. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Have a blessed week until we spend time together again.